Thanks so much for joining us today on Leesburg Community Church's podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, including directions and service times, please visit leesburgcc.org. On our website, you can also find notes and daily devotionals based on this teaching. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you liked today's message. All month long as a church, we've gathered and we've celebrated what's called Advent. That is uh, the coming, right? We're getting ready to celebrate the coming of Christ. And so we've, we've challenged ourselves as a church to, to try to think and consider the magnitude of what took place when the Lord God Most High stepped out of His heavenly throne into an earthly manger. Began to live a life where He was uh, most of the time hated and despised. He lived a life that was difficult and to say the least, difficult. He lived one that was also perfect, never making a mistake. Lived one where he obeyed the law perfectly, the religious law and man's laws. He lived a life that was an example to each one of us, and then at the end of that life, gave his life for us. You see, because for all of us who have chosen to turn our back on God at one time or another, we're guilty of what the Scripture calls sin. And that sin causes a great divide between us and the Father. That divide was so great, couldn't be bridged. It couldn't make enough mends for ourselves or find enough ways to be right before God or to stop sinning that the Lord came here Himself in the form of Jesus and lived that life, that perfect life, and then gave it for us to pay that penalty for our death that we might live. And so as we uh, take a look at Christmas one last time, as a church, and for those of you that are joining us for the, for the first time this month, and I hope this will be a challenge to you. We're just going to look at three important things that we gain and understand from Christmas. Of Jesus, the great God of all creation, when He stepped into His creation. We see that Christmas offers us life, family, and light. Life, family, and light. We don't want to miss that. Let me read from you from John verses 1 through 13 and some other parts in there. And it says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of, of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. very first thing I want us to see is that Christmas offers the gift of life. In John 1.4, what we just read, it said that in Him was life. The Word is describing Jesus Christ Himself. That He was before all creation, He created everything. And that life exists within Him. And that He came to offer 
all people life. He was the creator of the universe who brought life to the earth. And now he has come in the flesh to bring life back to us. John repeats this theme over and over again in his gospel. That Jesus came that we might have life. He even concluded his gospel by writing that the very purpose of the gospel was that we might know that we will have life. In John 20, 31, he said, But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life. You see, God wants us to experience first eternal life. He wants us to live forever with him after this life. He wants upon our last breath here to realize that we will take our next breath in his presence and that this life is not the end of it. The things of this life, the disappointments of this life, as well as the successes of this life that we can't take with us, it is not the end. That in Christ Jesus, we find life eternal. Jesus talks about this often and he says that he is the only way to eternal life. One of the most famous passages that we know of his saying this is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He holds life secure for us. He holds it in his hands that it would not be left up to our will. He holds it in his power so that it would not be left up to our power to achieve goodness or greatness or somehow to achieve eternal life that would be so fleeting if it was left in our hands. He holds it for us by the work of Jesus Christ. But he also wants us to have life here, right here in this life. In John 10.10 it says, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. He desires that we would have life abundantly. Far greater than what we can amass for ourselves far greater than our dreams or our choices, that we would have life that would affect others around us, that we'd have life that would be full of the way he wants us to live. It would be full of his blessings and his abundance for us. Life that would be lived on his terms and not ours, which would be the greatest life that anyone could ever imagine. For it would be fueled by the greatest power that anybody could ever have, the power of God himself. The gift of Christmas is that Jesus came to give us life, but he also came to give us family. You see, in John 1, 12 that we just read, it says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Outside of Christ, we are enemies with God. Outside of Christ, we are not the children of God, and we are not the recipients of his blessing." It's so important that we understand the truth of that. You see, we are not automatically God's children. Just because we were born into this earth doesn't mean that we are his children. We are just his creation. You see, we must be born again, born of his spirit through belief in Jesus Christ to become one of his children. Romans 8.17 says this, But since we are his children, we shall share his treasures. For everything God gives His Son, Christ, is ours too. But if we are to share in His glory, we must also share in His sufferings. Think too many times we teach that to be God's children and to receive His blessings and to receive 
his abundant life means that we won't have troubles or difficulties. And all of a sudden, those troubles or difficulties come and kind of smack us in the face a little bit. And we're like, oh, see, God doesn't love us. Oh, just the opposite. He never promises that we won't have trial or circumstance. He doesn't promise that we'll be without pain or difficulty. He promises that as our Heavenly Father, He will be with us. He promises that He'll never leave us or nor forsake us. He promises that every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm is at our disposal to be used in the context of our everyday lives. He promises to walk through the valleys and to walk on the mountaintops, leading us every step of the way. He promises that as His sons and daughters, that He adopts because of our belief and our newborn our new birth through Jesus Christ, that we will have the same blessings as Jesus Himself. Oh man. The Father walked with Him, directed Him, guided Him, did miracles through Him, brought teaching that changed people's lives through Him, and He wants and seeks and desires, Scripture tells us, to do the same thing through us. For we are His children. What father does not desire to give his child good gifts? Some of you have spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks wrapping up some good gifts for your children. And our Lord, our Heavenly Father, has wrapped up and given us the most amazing gift of all, Himself. And He said, for all those who believe in Me, you will become My sons and daughters and have my favor rest upon you. What an amazing gift. But it's more than that. It's not just family of, of His. Because when you become His sons and daughters, you become the brothers and sisters of all those who call on Him as Lord. You become part of the great family of God who serves one another, who loves one another, who walks alongside of one another, who teaches one another, who carries one another's burdens, who longs, for righteousness in one another's lives. Who helps one another through the pits and through the darkness. Brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of the God Most High. And finally, light. In Christ's coming, in Christmas, we celebrate that He offers us light. It says, in Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, the true light which gives light to everyone. You see, he's given us all these incredible blessings. Part of being his son or his daughter means that we receive all the love you can imagine, all the joy, all the kindness, all the goodness. We receive everything he has to offer. But while we have that, we don't necessarily know how to use that. We don't necessarily know how to walk in peace and to walk in joy and to walk in hope. I made a terrible mistake today. I went to Costco. And I'm telling you, in that moment, peace was absent. Hope was fleeting. Joy was nowhere to be found. I'm so thankful I'm a child of God. But in all seriousness, there's moments in our life, right, where that peace does seem absent, and joy seems nowhere to be found, and hope 
Is there hope? When Jesus came and lived as a light unto the world, he showed us how to live that out. He cast a light on the way that each one of us can live. He cast a light on what God wanted to do in each of our lives if we would surrender our lives to him. He showed us what it meant to live as forgiving people. He showed us what it meant to live as loving people. He showed us what it meant to live as patient people. He showed us what it meant to live as kind people. He showed us what it meant. He was a light. It says in Scripture that the Word, right, the Word of God, which is Jesus, it's also our Word, and the Word became life in Christ, right? It says that it is a lamp unto our path. It shows us how to live these incredible blessings that the Father has given us through our family with Him. He shows us how that lives itself out. He is constantly being a light unto our path. We no longer live in the darkness. We no longer travel through life wondering, is this right or is that right? Or what's the best choice? Or I'm just angry at this guy and how do I let him go? And because he shows us how to let it go. He teaches us how to let it go. He teaches us how to be people of love and grace and mercy and generosity. He is the light into a dark world. And as we receive him, as we receive his grace, as we receive him into our lives, he now uses us as a light unto the world. He uses us as a light unto other people. His grace and his mercy shines through us by the way we live, shines through us by the way we proclaim who he is, shines through us. And now others are drawn to him and know the hope of Christmas. The hope of a God who came near to save all those that would call upon him as Lord. I'm from a place and it's this little pinhole on a map called Manteca, California. And, uh, yeah, it's hard even to find your way there. You'll pass it if you're not careful. It's about 65,000 people, but it's tucked into this surrounding counties of millions. And right there, about 20 years ago, a man decided he was going to sculpt a message of Christ out of lights. And he put up this 50, 75-foot tree. I didn't go look at it to remember, but it's this massive thing that comes erecting out of his backyard. And it's just covered in lights. And all over his yard and all over the street, just sculptures and sculptures of lights telling the story of Christ and telling the fun stories of Christmas. And people from miles and miles come. Literally, you can be somewhere in the city. You can just look up and go, oh, there it is. The sky is lit up. He worked for a company called PG&E that has been in the news a lot. But they gave him a huge break on his electrical bills, electricity, because he collected money. Anybody who came, he took an offering. He said, this isn't to pay for the lights. It's to give kids and people in need. Come and hear the story and see the story. People came from all over to see the light. That's you. That's you. When we have Christ in our lives, that's you. That 50-foot Christmas tree all lit up. Everybody's coming to see what in the world makes you so different. What has changed your life? Where is you? Where do you get that hope from? And where does that peace come from? And why isn't your life ruled by anxiety like mine is? And you say, oh, let me tell you. 
Let me tell you the story of Jesus when he stepped out of heaven and came near but didn't stay a baby, grew up as a man and gave his life for me and offered me life and offered me to be a son or daughter of his and filled my life with blessing and purpose and then showed me the way to live it out so that you might see and know him. He offers us life, he offers us family, and he offers us light. This Christmas, will you receive the greatest gift of all? Will you receive Jesus Christ? Father, thank you for everybody who's here. I thank you for the message you brought so long ago that is relevant today and is still available for the unwrapping and for the receiving and to be able to live as one of your sons or daughters and to have your light to lead us and to be a light unto the world. I thank you for purpose that nobody or opportunity could ever match in this lifetime. And I thank you that this lifetime will never end for all those that are in you as it continues with you in eternity. And I praise you for that. And Father, for all those who say this Christmas, I want that gift that we can just simply say, you are my Lord. I surrender my life to you and I receive those amazing blessings. Sorry for living without you, and I can't wait to live with you. Do your great work in my life, and thank you for the blessing of what you came to do. We love you, Father, and we thank you for that blessing. In your name we pray. Amen. Oh, come.